God's word must never be held back in any way or any form by us especially. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hember. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering the Bible as we go through the book of Jeremiah. We are looking at Jeremiah chapter 20 today. This is very interesting. We're going to talk about this in five minutes. So stay there because it's going to be a good one. Sickness and truth, it's called. It's going to be fascinating. Okay, Corey. Well, I am going to be focusing on the interesting historical figure of Nebuchadnezzar II. Ryan? Okay, so despite being thoroughly mocked and abused, Jeremiah is unable to hold back the truth of God's word because he says it's like a burning fire shut up in his bones. So we're going to talk about this burning fire a little bit later. Very interesting. Uh, that's good. Janice? Today, it's a narrow road. Okay, well, take your Bible guide out. Let's turn to today's passage. If you don't have a Bible guide, stay there. We'll tell you how to get one. And let's open up the word of God and listen to him. Jeremiah 20, 1 through 11. Now Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. And it happened on the next day, that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magor Misabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce, and all its precious things. All the treasures of the kings of Judah I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die, and be buried there, you and all your friends, to whom you have prophesied lies. O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke... I cried out. I shouted, Violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not, for I heard many mocking Fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, Perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him, and we will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore my persecutors will stumble, 
and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 through 11. Jeremiah chapter 20, chapter 21 and chapter 22. We are going through the book of Jeremiah. This is something else, the so-called weeping prophet. Uh, but we need to pay attention because when Jeremiah stood in the courts of the Lord's house and confronted the people of Jerusalem, you know, they rebelled against him and his message. Now, Pasher, the priest and chief governor of the house of the Lord, heard about the things that Jeremiah had prophesied and ordered the prophet be beaten and put in stocks. The stocks were located at the Upper Benjamin Gate, the northernmost prominent gate in the city of the Upper Temple Court, built by King Jotham. Now, Jeremiah was publicly tortured in the stocks at the high gate and looked down on because he was told God's truth. Now think about that. When God called Jeremiah to be his prophet, he declared, Jeremiah, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. You know, it's shocking the links that we are willing to go to preserve our own lies and delusions. Only God can save us from ourselves, but we need to desire the truth. We need to want the truth. And that's what we're going to read about today. This is, a, I'm telling you, a very interesting passage as we focus on Jeremiah chapter 20. Sickness and truth. Take your Bible guide and turn to it. If you don't have a Bible guide, call us or write to us and we'll send you one. Or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Click on the Bible guide. It'll take you to a page. Thank you for your donation where you can have it exactly how we printed it. And uh, you can have your copy of it. But Father, I pray today, as we read your scripture, as we consider what you've said, that you would help us. Help us to be able to understand what you're saying and why. Now, we don't want to change your word. We want your word to change us. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, let's look at the scripture. This is really interesting. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. Here's what it says. Now, Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord, and it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. And then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magor Meshabah. For, for thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all of your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all of Judah into the hand 
of the king of Babylon. And he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all of its produce and all of its precious things, all of the treasures of the kings of Judah, I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die and be buried there. And all, and, and you and all of your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. Now, this is interesting. Jeremiah continues to confront Pasher with the words of God. When God speaks to us from his word, the Bible, we should respond well. When God speaks to us from his word, the Bible, we have an obligation to respond well. That's how God is speaking to us today. 66 books written by 40 authors, over 1,500 years, all with the same theme. Very important. All right, now keep this in mind because we're going to the next passage, Jeremiah 27 through 9. O Lord, you induced me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and I and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me, Jeremiah says. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor will I speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. God's word must never be held back by us in any way. When we love the Lord, we are compelled to speak his word. When we love the Lord, we're compelled to speak his word. I love Jesus Christ with all my heart, soul, and strength. There is no one who has done more for me. No one. I am completely dedicated to him. My flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. And I want to tell you something. I'm going to keep telling you the Bible. Keep bringing you the Bible as often as I can until I have no more energy, until I have no more strength, until God takes me from this planet. That's what I will do because I love the Lord. Beloved, we should all do that to our friends, to our neighbors, to whatever else is in our paths of audiences. Next scripture is from 20 verses 10 through 11. For I heard many mockings, fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced, and then we will prevail against him, and we will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble, and, I will not, and they will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. This is important. Jeremiah never stumbled because he trusted God and his word. 
Beloved, we must stand and believe in the authority of God's word and trust in his promises found there. We stand and we believe in the authority of God's word, trust in, in, his, in, in his promises that are founded there. And that's what I say. That's what we believe in this ministry. We're going to do that. And God will speak to you as, he, as you hear his word and make it a part of your life. God will speak to you and we'll see this change. The world will change because you're faithful to the Lord. Father, I... I pray today that people would get this message and really take your word to heart and understand when Jeremiah said it, what he was saying. Help them, Lord, in Jesus' name, because this, the world's a mess and you're the answer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, Rod Hember here. We go through the Bible every year from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Now, you can join us and watch at the time you like by searching Bible Discovery TV on the Roku box or on Amazon Fire TV. Anytime you want to watch us, we're there. Get a hold of it. Watch us anytime you want to. In Jeremiah chapter 21, we have an interesting conversation that happened between Jeremiah and King Zedekiah of Jerusalem regarding the Babylonians and the Babylonian army who was besieging Jerusalem, and it wasn't going to end well. Now, the king who's mentioned by name, the Babylonian king here, was Nebuchadnezzar. And in history, we know him as Nebuchadnezzar II or Nebuchadnezzar II. Take a look. The Bible's portrayal of the Neo-Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar is an interesting one. From the perspective of the people living in Judah and Jerusalem, he was a fearsome and war-savvy enemy to whom the prophets of God said they must bow one way or the other. To the first wave of noble exiles that were trained in his courts, Nebuchadnezzar was their new king, and he's portrayed in ways that demonstrate his pride, anger, and eventually how he was humbled with a bout of what today would be labeled as mental illness. The Bible also mentions Nebuchadnezzar's Babylonian building projects, specifically as a source of pride for this ancient king. In the history recorded outside of the Bible, we see a similar picture emerge with even more detail. Nebuchadnezzar II was the son of Nebuchadnezzar. With military might and strong alliances, these two men led Babylon to decisive military victories over the dominant Assyrian Empire. Eventually, they completely destabilized it, defeating its leaders and taking its place as the new world power of the ancient Near East. When Nebuchadnezzar took the throne, he solidified his power by crushing rebellions and taking his place as the shepherd of the city of Babylon. This meant that he launched huge building campaigns, funded, no doubt, by the spoils of his warfare. And the city of Babylon became a major project. Babylon's main deities were Marduk and Nebo. And one of Nebuchadnezzar's finest building achievements was the rebuilding and refurnishing of their temple structures. He restored the great ziggurat of Babylon that's often associated with the Tower of Babel. And he rebuilt the temple of Marduk. Nebuchadnezzar also fixed the canal of the Euphrates that passed through the city and a large processional bridge to facilitate the yearly festival and procession celebrating Marduk's victory and order. 
Nebuchadnezzar built the inner and outer walls of Babylon, his large palace, and various temples, shrines, idols, and public buildings. This is the background for his boast of being Babylon's creator recorded in Daniel 4. Also notable are the many inscriptions Nebuchadnezzar left behind. Many are dedication inscriptions that he always seems to have ended with prayer. His prayers are noteworthy for his purposeful, humble approach. A king who owes all of his success to Marduk and the gods, a worshiper who wants peace, protection, and to serve the god he's addressing. Interestingly, Nebuchadnezzar II founded what may rightly be called the world's first museum. In a wing of his palace, he displayed artifacts from captured nations, objects excavated from ancient civilizations, inscriptions, statues, and some of his own commissioned work. He opened this collection to be viewed by the public. It testified to all of his supposed worthiness to protect and rule mankind. So there we have it, a brief introduction to this historical figure of Nebuchadnezzar II, surely, at least from a human perspective, a fearsome person to behold. Yes, he was indeed. And uh, thank you, Corey, for that, Ryan. All right, so today's segment is based off of Jeremiah chapter 20, where we really see an example of how badly Jeremiah was treated. And chapter 19 sets the stage for what happens because in that chapter, Jeremiah gives a warning to the people of Judah through the famous sign of the broken flask that judgment is coming. Well, in chapter 20, we see how poorly the people responded to this warning. One man who mocked and beat Jeremiah is called out by name here. Pasher, the son of Immer, for his actions against God's prophet, this man, a priest and prophet himself, receives a new name from the Lord. Check it out. Jeremiah, perhaps more than all of the Old Testament prophets, suffered great ridicule, persecution, mockery, and abuse. This was directly tied to his seemingly anti-patriotic prophecies regarding Judah's soon-coming destruction and total deportation at the hands of the Babylonians. This message was not only extremely unpopular, but it directly contradicted what the other so-called prophets of the Lord were proclaiming. Indeed, though these misguided prophets were convinced that their people would remain in the land, the Lord God proclaimed the truth through Jeremiah. And, as God's word so often does, it offended both the governmental and religious institutions of Judah. As Jeremiah records in the 20th chapter of his book, Now Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks. And it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks, then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magor Mesabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce, and all its precious things, all the treasures of the kings of Judah, I will give into the hand of their enemies, who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house, shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die and be buried there, you and all your friends, to whom you have prophesied lies. 
Unfortunately, not only did Pasher and the rest of Judah not heed this warning given by Jeremiah, but they despised and mocked him with it. As Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 3 and 10 record, God had changed Pasher's name, which means either ease or deliverance is roundabout, to Megor Mesabeb, which by contrast means terror on every side. But in mockery and derision they laughed, Oh, terror on every side, report and we will report it. Sadly, Jeremiah was so abused and mistreated that he had made the decision not to make mention of the Lord, nor speak any more in his name. However, as Jeremiah himself confessed, his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Regrettably, nothing has changed since Jeremiah's time. God's true children are still mocked, ridiculed, and persecuted to this day. However, we, just like Jeremiah, mustn't hold back the life-saving message of God's word for fear, but proclaim it boldly and unashamedly unto the ends of the earth, as our Lord Jesus Christ has commanded. So, for Pasher's actions, God changes his name to Megor Mesabib, which means terror on every side. But the people even mock this, saying, Oh, fear on every side, report it, and we will report it. You know, this is so sad and unfortunate, and it shows just how far God's chosen people had fallen. And I like what one Bible scholar says about Pasher. He says that as an official in charge of the temple of the Lord, his job was to maintain order. But ironically, he chooses to maintain order by persecuting the Lord's prophet rather than deal with the practices that were defiling the temple. The opposition endured by all the Old Testament prophets, in fact, foreshadows the opposition faced by Jesus as the final prophet. And now we too, as followers of Jesus Christ, will also endure such opposition. But let's take Jeremiah's life today as an example of how we all should be. First of all, as Jeremiah says, the word of the Lord was in him, and it needs to be in us as well. You know, there are so many Christians today who don't know the word of the Lord because they don't take the time to read the Bible. And so they're becoming more and more like the culture instead of more like Jesus. And that's one of the major reasons why we see churches backing down on key issues. They just accept a lot of the Sodom-like culture. But like Jeremiah, we need to preach the truth of God's word and not back down, even though we will be mocked and maybe even persecuted. But remember, Jesus Christ has already won, so take heart. Yeah, that's important because we need to understand that uh, the truth is going to be not popular with some people who like to modify their beliefs according to what we think we've discovered. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that, that becomes important. So we need to keep that focused on our mind. The truth. Let's read the truth. Let it change us. Mm, amen. So very, very important. Because it is a narrow road. Absolutely and that was the title yeah. of my segment and just listening to, to your discussion here. Um, you know, this chapter of Jeremiah chapter 20, it really reveals the feelings that Jeremiah struggled with. But, you know, he remembered his first call from God. Uh, you know, we read it back in Jeremiah chapter 1. God called him. Before I formed you in the womb, Jeremiah, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah answered and said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. 
Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And, you know, it goes on. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, Jeremiah said. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. These words, as Ryan has has said, the things that he had to say were difficult. And so oftentimes he struggled. We, we, we can see it here. Um, he, he, he's really lamenting. His, his, his messages were unpopular and he was beaten. He was, he was ostracized for the message that he brought, but yet he knew that he couldn't keep it inside, even though he tried. It burned in, in him like a fire in his bones. But this verse 11 of 20, it says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty and awesome one. And he remembered, I'm sure, this call that God had given him way back in his ministry. And I believe that this is about part way. His encounter with Pasher was about halfway through his ministry. And so many lessons that Jeremiah already had to learn. You know, Jesus calls us, and the Great Commission is to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, to make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are to share the good news. That hasn't changed. We're to bring the message of the Word of God, not our message or what we think we should change it to make it appropriate to our culture today. We have to deliver the Word of God as the Word of God. That's where the authority is. It doesn't come from me and it doesn't come from you. The authority of God's Word comes from God. Jesus said to him, This is John 14, verse 16. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you believe that today? You need to answer that question. Every one of us have to answer that question. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few to find it. You know, it's really important because the 28th chapter of the book of Matthew in the New Testament says this in verse 19. It says, well, actually, go back to verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you, And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Rumble is a great social media uh, statute and platform, and I encourage you to get a hold of it because Bible Discovery TV is on Rumble, and uh, you can watch it with any, without any commercial breaks or anything like that. So go there, and you can watch it every day. It's going to be put up there. Today, let's pray. Lord, I pray for the discipline in my life to read your word, the Bible, every single day. In Jesus' name. Amen.